think it would be a really good idea to do. I'm, I've been thinking about it, but I'm just so expository focused that I don't think of those things. Um, so we might include those. All right. <clears throat> there it is. All right. All right, we are ready this morning. We are in passage, uh, Matthew chapter 24. We just finished 21 and 22, just for a, a review of that. For then there will be a great tribulation. That second half of the tribulation is the great tribulation. It is horrible. Such as not, it's so bad that Jesus himself says, it is such as has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever shall be. In other words, as, as far as universal history is concerned, eternity past and eternity future, this one moment is the worst it has ever been or ever will be. That's horrible. That's horrible. He says, and unless those days had been cut short and we dealt with that, no life would have been saved for the sake of the elect's those days shall be cut short. And we talked about that. One thing that came up after the service that, that day is, remember we talked about the stars falling? Let me remember that. Okay, so here's the reality. Some people reinterpret the stars to be asteroids or things like that. I don't know if we can do that, but I can tell you one other thing. Can a star fall without hitting the earth? Okay, so that very well may be the issue. It's just the stars start, he starts putting them out and, and, and they're gone. So there is no light. That's the whole idea is there's less light. And that's what we talked about. All right. And we went through this, the church age, the tribulation, the kingdom. Um, we are presently in the church age, a time between the coming of the Holy Spirit indwelling us and the rapture that will take place. Then there is what is called the tribulation, a seven-year period. Midway through the tribulation is the abomination of desolation. That's what's talked about in verse 15. At the end of the tribulation, that is called the second coming of Jesus Christ. And wasn't it, here's, here, everybody believes in the second coming of Christ. So just for a second, why is He coming again? So a, a, a um, dispensationalist versus a covenant theologian, you ask them that question and they're very different answers. Very different answers. One is he's going to come and judge the earth. Well, couldn't he not judge that earth from the heaven? I mean, that's a pretty good argument. He's coming again. There's a purpose. What would be the purpose a dispensationalist would have? Why would he be coming again? And that is to set up his earthly kingdom. So that, that's a very good argument. How many, how many have thought of that before? I mean, why do you come again? Um, they all believe it. So, anyways, uh, we can find in our text Matthew 24. That's why we have this up there. That is tribulational talk. It may be the first part, five through eight, might be a uh, a talk of hey, everybody, we need to be ready for his coming. We need to be ready. 
I'm not sure I'm on the fence on that, but regardless, 9 through 28 is definitely talking about the second half of the tribulation. No questions. And uh, therefore, that's why I have it in there like that. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 through 10 deals with the same aspect of it. And then there's the 75 days which we've been through. All right. Now, in our text this morning, we're just going to take a few minutes here. We will not be long. I will maybe just deal with this one issue. And it won't be dealt with very, very detailed oriented. But the Bible says, then if anyone says to you, behold, here is the Christ or there he is. What does it say? Do not believe him. Do not believe him. Why? Why do I want to believe him? By the way, there are billions of people today that believe that there are Christs all over them. I mean, they, they believe whatever people say. They'll believe, I won't even go into politics, forget that. They'll believe politics, just politics. For false Christ and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. So the idea here is, that there, here's the deal. We just read and talked about previously about all the Jewish people who are going to flee Jerusalem. Remember that? They're going to get out of Dodge. Don't Remember, if you're on your housetop, don't go down and get your coat. If you're pregnant, wow, be careful because you're going to be in trouble. And, and, and just get, if you're in the field, leave the plow, leave the shirt, leave the coat. Get out! And they get out and God hides them in the cleft of the rock. We believe that's specifically talking about the Jewish people. The, the remnant, those that believe in Jesus Christ remnant. And they will be hidden in the cleft. Now, just think about these people. They have just left everything, did they not? They have left everything and they're hiding here. They're refugees. How many see that? They're wandering refugees trying to be... And, and what's going to happen, this is for them by the way, be, that if anyone says to you, hey, Jesus is here, why would they say that? Anybody know? Right. There's two reasons. Number one, is the tribulation, is the tribulation right before the second coming of Jesus Christ? Yes or no? Yeah, they're expecting him to come, right? So there's going to be people that, I don't know, John MacArthur says that there's abs, there, there, he thinks that there are unsaved, unsaved people within the remnant doing this. How many understand that? You've got this group of people that are hiding from the Antichrist all over Israel. They're trying to, God hides them in the cleft of the rock. MacArthur believes that there's unsaved people in that group telling them, hey, Jesus has come back. He's here finally. We can go back there. How many see that? That's a possibility. I don't agree with that, but it's a possibility. But what they would happen is these refugees will hear rumors from outsiders. That's what I believe it is, to, to be honest. But it doesn't matter. It's the same idea. That, hey, Christ has come back. Or, hey, this ruler's come back. And, and, and they're waiting for Him. Are they going to go back? Jesus is telling these people, and it's interesting. If anyone says to you, 
Behold, here is the Christ, or there He is. Do not believe Him. Why? Because these are false prophets. These are false Christs. They are antichrists. And they are there to mislead. And they will arise and they'll show great signs and wonders. And they'll mislead, if possible, even the elect. Look at the word that's in there. What is the word in there that makes you set for a pause? A phrase. If possible. That's the phrase. If it were possible. In other words, it's so awesome that if it's possible, they'll even change the elect's mind. But here's the deal. It's not. It's not. So, let's go through this. That's what this is talking about, this text. So, if therefore they say to you, behold, He's in the wilderness, this, this false teacher, this, this Christ, or do not go forth. He's in the inner rooms. Do not believe them. For just as lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. In other words, what He's saying is, everybody will know when the Son of Man comes. You will know. Don't listen to these rumors. Imagine that. Don't listen to these guys. Oh, He's here to draw you out of the cleft of the rock and be destroyed. No. Wait for My coming. The world will know when I come. Amen. Now, I can't imagine what that's going to look like, but from what I've heard and understand, Christ is going to come and set His feet on the Mount of Olives and it will split in two and a huge river will be flowing through it. It's going to be an upheaval like you've never heard or seen before in your life. And in this text, it says that there will be, it will be like lightning from the east and from the west. And here's what he's trying to say. Let me ask you, if there was lightning yesterday during the middle of the day in, over Grand Rapids, would all of Grand Rapids probably have known about it? Absolutely. When lightning, even if you're in a house, when lightning comes at night, and it, does everybody in the house know about it? Yeah, because there's windows and you see these flashes and they wake you up and things. Basically, he's saying, listen, everybody's going to know about it. But let's go back to the text. Way ahead of time. I've got five minutes. I've given myself five minutes, all right? I'm giving you a tantalizing taste so you can come back next week. The Bible says, then if anyone says to you. Do you see the word then? What does that mean? That word then. That word then means, I could actually put it on here. I believe. Then, of course, nothing. Nope, I'm not, it's not working. There we go. Then, if anyone... That word then has been used multiple times in this text. And what does that do? It is a chronological issue. It's a timing issue. We talked about it last week for the different verse. Then this, and then this... You ever had your kid come in and say, Oh, oh you wouldn't believe. I, I, I was up in my tree, and then the, then the, the big huge buck came, in, and then I, I, I was shaking like a leaf, and then I grabbed my bow, and then I did this, and then I did that, and then I missed him. But that not that what you do? You But then, 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 it's, it makes a chronological... That's exactly what's going here. This is one of those thens. There, then, it's a timing issue. This, this uh, false Christs, what is this? This is a big deal. These guys 
The world at this moment is a mess. They've already gone through the first, at least the first six seals have already taken place. And now we're going to get into the trumpet and the bowl judgments. What about the horses? The white horse. The You can yell. That's okay. We're all family here. I'm good. What color horses are there? How many horses are there? How many know about the horses? How many want to know more about the horses? All right. So there's a black horse. There's a pale horse. There's a white horse. There's, there's horses that depict certain things that are going on. And it's talking about blood and sacrifices and being people being slaughtered. There's a time when it's a mess. An asteroid comes and hits the water. A third of the water is poison. A third of the water. Something else happens. I don't remember all the issues, but something else happens and, 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 and the, a third of all marine life dies. A third. Talk about stench. Gross sickness. The world is an absolute mess during the tribulation. Humanity clamors for leadership. I mean, what is going on? They, they're saying, hey, put this rock on my head and just kill me already. I'm tired of it. They're clamoring for leadership. But here's what they don't do. They don't repent to God. All these things are going on and they're still putting their fist up at God. I mean, talk about craziness. And these, these refugees, these the, the remnant of Israel. These refugees are waiting. Can, no, just think about this. They're in the wilderness according to the text of Israel. Being safely kept by God. What are they eating? What are they drinking? The correct answer is, I don't know. We don't. But let me ask you, God's keeping them, amen? Those are His people. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. This is the 70th week. The abomination just happened. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. It's called the time of trouble. Matthew chapter 24, verses 5 through 12. There are trials in here. There are earthquakes. There's famines. There's, you can go on and on and on. It is an absolute mess. And the last half is the worst from eternity to eternity, it's the worst it's ever been or ever going to be. It's horrible. Revelation chapters 6 through 9, if you want to read some of these things, talk about the blood, death, martyr, the blood, the death, the martyrs. They're talking about all these judgments, the bringing catastrophe, the pale horse, the black horse, the earthquakes and famines. Verse 20 of Revelation fire, trumpet, hailstorm. Third of the earth is destroyed. Volcanoes, a third of sea life is destroyed. Asteroids, a third of the water is contaminated. Denom okay. Demonic locust plagues. Oh, that's going to be fun. That's what the text said. Demonic locust plagues. We've all seen sci-fi and can picture that in our mind. It's like the alien with wings type idea. I mean, this is all going on and people are, you would imagine, would someone please stop it all? And the people that are hitting the glass, Jesus, would you just come back already? 
The greatest thing they want and need is leadership. And so Satan's going to use that. You want help? He's here already. Come on. Come on. Come on out of there, buddy. Don't believe him. Do you see this? Is this a warning for us or is this a warning for them? Okay. Directly, it's a warning to them. Principally, it's a warning for us. Because guess this. There are literally one point... Oh, where are my notes here? Yeah, I'm skipping over a whole bunch of stuff. We'll get it next week. <gasps> I just went five more minutes over. <sighs> All right, here's the deal. In the seventh century... Mohammed, how many ever heard of him? Mohammed got a message, what he calls, from, uh, from an angel, Gabriel. And Gabriel the angel told him, God has no son, Jesus is not God. 1.3 million, billion, 1.3 billion people believe that today. An angel supposedly came to Joseph Smith. The angel said, Christianity is apostate and fallen away. Today there are millions of Mormon people who have rejected salvation by grace through faith alone for salvation. We have first-hand knowledge of people Trusting in something they shouldn't have been trusting in. Angels can do a lot of things. Who are these people? Who are these false Christ? Who are these false prophets? Let me give you some ideas. Number one, it could be human ingenuity. In other words, I will trick them in my mind. I will uh, sleight of hand. How many have ever seen that? Um, David Copperfield. That type of thing. It could be that. It could be demons that are influencing men to try to get them. It could be actually the demons themselves that are doing this. Whether We can't be known for sure and we will explain it even more next week. But I'll tell you what. The principle that is, being, that is here very clear is we must guard against deceivers and deception. Guard against it. MacArthur said it well. I don't know that I'm going to be able to repeat it perfectly. But the church today has fallen into a trap that we can make the world better by this woke movement and this and that and whatever people want in this world. Folks, it isn't going to happen. The only way this world will come back to the Lord is when Jesus comes again. It's Christ. It's nothing else. Nothing else. We must guard against deception. And we're going to play that out next week as we come together and preach this passage, chapter 23 through chapter 28. All right. How many have a taste for next week? All right. All right. You know what? I had a wonderful evening this, this I had a wonderful morning with you this morning. Getting together, bearing our hearts with one another.
pleading to God with each other. Folks, our church family needs help. They need people to love them, care for them, pray for them. I encourage you this week, start getting those texts out. Send a letter. Call them up. Love each other. Love each other this week. Church was com commanded to pray, Lord's Supper, fellowship, and the reading of the Word. Those things. I pray that we will pray more. Our knees will be more calloused than they ever have been these upcoming days. Thank you. Have a great evening. You are dismissed this week.